Hello, I'm Andrea Tabchar, a college public relations professor based in Toronto. My goal for my podcast is to interview PR practitioners with interesting stories to tell, and I wanted to share those with my students. I've decided to call it PR Delivered. So now, if that helps anybody make their, their mind up about whether or not they want to, you know, pursue grad school, I'd say you can you can absolutely do it. If you have an interest in it and you, you're an engaged student, you can absolutely do grad school and don't let this idea of the college to uh, university hinder that interest at all. September, Ellen DeGeneres publicly apologized for the allegations of a toxic workplace on her show. PR practitioners were quick to chime in with their crisis management assessments, sharing their experience and knowledge, and highlighting what Ellen should and should not have done. Gaining confidence to publicly share expertise takes time and often comes from years of work experience. But that confidence can also come from higher learning. Leander Greenfield knows something about that. A recent McMaster University master's grad, Leander wrote her thesis on corporate apologies. Called Posting Penitence, the Effect of Media Channels on Organizational Apology Dissemination and Efficacy, Leandra has already developed some expertise of her own. I recently had a chance to catch up with Leandra, who also happens to be a Humber College Bachelor of PR alum. We talked about her master's degree, her thesis topic, her journey from Humber to McMaster, and her decision to take an academic path. And of course, her thoughts on Ellen's apology. Welcome, Leandra. Hi, thank you for having me. Tell us a bit about yourself and how you came to study PR at Humber College. I came from a little bit of a more uh, non-traditional route. I took a couple years off out of high school um, to actually go and uh, get my hairstyling license. So I worked in the trades for a number of years, just trying to figure out exactly where I wanted to uh, go in the future and, and kind of what I was looking to do. Um, I always liked the idea of a college setting more, to be honest. It just seemed a little bit more uh, hands-on and approachable, which I kind of prefer in education. I also appreciated the smaller class sizes. Um, university class settings are a little bit daunting. So when Humber was mentioning, or when I read rather that Humber College, you know, the classes were, uh, you know, the class sizes were 30 to 60 students or so. It was, it was much more uh, appealing for that reason. Um, I ended up actually kind of stumbling across the program. I remember I was just kind of looking into what different programs Humber offered, and I had no idea that public relations was something you could study. Um, and because of the kind of person that I am, I actually did my due diligence. And what I ended up doing is uh, kind of having informational interviews with various PR practitioners to see what they thought about the program and um, you know, any kind of recommendations they would offer for somebody trying to go down this uh, career path. And absolutely the resounding result from these individuals was that Humber was a great program. And so I was happy to apply and luckily got in. <laughs> wow, you know, I actually didn't realize you had done that 
homework before you even started at Humber. And <laughs> now that I know that, I'm so not surprised at the path that you're on. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Um, so students and parents, frankly, are often surprised to learn that Humber College grants undergraduate degrees. The question often arises as to whether these degrees qualify uh, the grads for postgraduate programs like master's degrees. You're obviously proof that they do. How would you say Humber's BPR program prepared you for your master's degree? I'd say um, absolutely the writing skills has been one of the strongest assets that I've carried with me uh, through my education. I remember feeling rather daunted, um, even just starting from the application process for my master's, thinking about whether or not um, the skills that I've learned would be transferable, transferable in a graduate setting. Um, and I was really happy to, to learn that they were, um, not only the writing skills, but also um, time and project management skills. While I was at Humber, like many of my peers, I also worked a part-time job or sometimes several part-time jobs and being able to, to juggle various workloads and um, various uh, time constraints is something that, I, that I'm really happy to attribute to my, my time at Humber. Um, and then also even academic skills such as literature reviews and our thesis, um, I cannot really like kind of focus enough on the fact that those skills specifically were something that I was extraordinarily happy to have when I did my master's. Um, they came in handy pretty much right off the bat, just being able to read research papers and really dissect um, what their the kind of um, the major points of the paper are in, in a speedy and efficient manner is, has been very useful throughout my entire master's experience. So how did you enjoy your MA and why, do you, why did you select your thesis topic? Yeah, the thesis topic is actually kind of interesting. Um, it all started in, I believe it was year three when we uh, first did our own literature reviews at Humber. Um, and our, my professor at the time, Dr. or not Dr. but uh, Anne-Marie Mayles, um, let us kind of uh, gave us a list of various choices and I came up or I stumbled upon rather apologies and I thought that was fascinating because it seemed to me like such a Canadian identity thing. Like we just say, I'm sorry for absolutely everything. Um, and I thought there's no way there's enough literature on this topic. And lo and behold, there's a ton. And it was just kind of a rabbit hole um, in that regards. I was really thrilled to find out that there is just such a niche topic. Um, and there was just so much to research. And uh, so I got rather, you know, um, kind of caught on that. And then when I did my undergrad uh, thesis, I did that on the effectiveness of corporate apologies versus uh, apologies that are made by individuals. And that was really, really fun to work on. That gave me inspiration for my master's um, thesis, primarily because I really enjoy the topic and it's extraordinarily niche, which is a very good combination in academia, uh, as well as usefulness. I still kind of, I think it is perhaps not the most useful topic, but I find it interesting. Um, and also Dr. Terry Flynn was my supervisor at McMaster and he has a lot of experience with organizational crises, which is really important when you get to that level of education, in my opinion, trying to find a supervisor uh, that has a lot of experience on that topic. So that definitely sways you in a particular direction as well, because um, you want to work with the expertise that your supervisor has. So it kind of all came together. That's fantastic. What, what would you say were some of the main differences between, you know, being at Humber studying in your undergrad and then moving to an MA at McMaster. What were some of the, maybe some differences that you noted? 
Well, that's a good question. Um, I'd say it was a lot more focused on an interdisciplinary approach uh, to communications, which was something I've never really had experience in before, which is why I bring it up. It was actually fascinating to go into a world of academia that was focused on all these different perspectives. And I, I found it quite refreshing. Um, it was also, while Humber did a fantastic job of, of giving a good balance of theory and practical knowledge, it really was a heavy deep dive it dived rather into the the theory and i'm just an absolute sucker for theory i, I love reading articles I, I i love that interdisciplinary approach as well so not only were we looking into theory of communication but media theory and various other theories as well that could be attributed to what we were learning um so that that was i think the main main difference um it was also interesting because i found that when i went to uh, this particular master's program because it was so interdisciplinary i had a lot of my cohort was um basically made up of a, people or peers rather with um, various different backgrounds and it was really interesting to be in a setting with people that could bring so many different ideas and backgrounds to the table as well that was that was really neat these were not all individuals that are interested per se in a communications career sometimes they were into um, computer programming sometimes they were into art and, and being able to work with people like that was also very very interesting and amazing experience that sounds very rich and certainly up your alley. I, I can appreciate why you enjoyed it. Um, what are you up to now? And would you say that your MA is helping in your current role? Um, so right now I'm the communications and marketing coordinator for a craft brewery in Ontario. Um, it's absolutely helping. And I'd say primarily what comes to mind when it comes to the skills is time management um, in my particular role, because it's, you know, the small, uh, it's, you know, small company, small industry, rather, you're also doing, you know, you're doing a lot of different things. You're not necessarily pigeonholed in this role. So it's been really, really good to have the skills to be able to bounce from one project to another. Um, that's something that you kind of, that's a skill that you have to develop. And luckily throughout my various years of school, I think I've, I've managed to do that quite, quite well. Um, also being able to think critically and inter, in an interdisciplinary manner, as I mentioned previously, um, like many other industries or many other communications roles, you can't just think from your perspective. You, you have to, uh, you know, think from the perspectives of various consumers and uh, people, you know, in your, that touch upon your industry, various stakeholders. Um, so it's been great in that regard, being able to step back and go, okay, you know, are there other viewpoints that I'm missing? Um, in addition to that, also those writing skills, I ended up doing a lot of copywriting um, in this role, uh, which I absolutely love. And writing was not my forte at all when I started um, at Humber. And through the four years of my undergrad there, I slowly became, you know, I slowly worked on those skills. And then my master's, I think, really um, helped my confidence throughout that process to the point where uh, now that I'm doing a role with it, I, I just feel a little bit more in touch with my abilities. And I mean, everyone, I'm still definitely developing them, but considering where I was at the beginning of my MA, it's, it's nice to, to be here and, and use the skills that I learned in that process. That's great to hear. Um, I can imagine that you, you are bringing a lot to the table. I know that you, is this the place you worked in before? You were working here in a different capacity a couple of years ago, right? Yes, yeah. So I've actually so, worked there for the past uh, two previous summers. Um, right. So I started there just doing social media and then I grew into communications role. And now I've come back into kind of a marketing communications role as well. So, um, you know, slowly kind of broadening my skill set along the way. Which is great. Uh, you know, just as a side note that, um, 
you know, it's, it's lovely when you have an opportunity where you start out, you learn the ropes, you develop your skills and you're able to stay there and, and grow. It's great when an employer um, has that opportunity for you, but also it's a testament to your hard work that that is, uh, that is in place for you. So that's, that's great. So congratulations on that. Um, <laughs> what advice do you have for PR students that might consider extending their own academic journeys? I say um, it's very worthwhile, whether or not you think it's going to be useful for your career um, or not. I just think that it's actually a really good thing to do personally. Um, it was a challenging year for various reasons. I had a you know major imposter syndrome <laughs> and, uh, and COVID did not make anything much easier. But overall, um, as challenging as it was, I found it to be such an exceptionally amazing and memorable personal experience. And I'm also just already um, right out of the gate feeling very happy to, to have an MA. Um, so I think it's something that if you're interested in, definitely don't disregard that. Um, I think there's also, to be honest with you, this, this idea of coming from a college to a university being a really, really rough transition. I found the transition actually really smooth, like much more smooth than I thought it was going to be. Um, so that was that was quite good. So now, if that helps anybody make their their mind up about whether or not they want to, you know, pursue grad school, I'd say you can you can absolutely do it. If you have an interest in it and you you're an engaged student, you can absolutely do grad school and don't let this idea of the college to uh, university hinder that interest at all. That's excellent uh, feedback. And I'm going to ask you another follow up question. Um, what steps does an individual need to take to qualify themselves for a master's. I know that it's competitive. Uh, McMaster is an excellent school. And I know that, you know, you've got to, you got to kind of get some ducks in a row in order to get in there. So could you just talk a little bit about the application process and what things are they looking for in their applicants that perhaps we could give a heads up to, to the students who are in first or second or third year that they can start preparing for that? Sure. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think uh, first and foremost, it's uh, engagement within your studies. Um, the reason being is this is demonstrated not only through good grades, but also strong letters of recommendation from the faculty. So if you're an engaged student, um, your grades are just automatically going to improve or, or, you know, be really uh, good because of that. And that reflects, you know, your grades really there are not necessarily just to um, imply your aptitude at something, but also to imply your engagement. So showing that you're an engaged student is really important um, and your grades reflect that. And then also the letters of recommendation, I'd say, are probably at least of equal importance, if not more important than the grades, in my opinion, because at the end of the day, when you go into grad school, the, the classes are very small. You're working, and when I say small, I mean, you're looking at 10 to 12 people classroom maybe even a little bit less um, and you're working very closely with faculty not only in classes but sometimes on external projects and they want to know that you're somebody that is there for the right reasons is a hard worker um, and is just generally interested in the pursuit of knowledge as well um, it's kind of very similar to letter of reference for for a job people just want to know who you are as an individual and if you're able to demonstrate that to teachers and to professors and they can then relay that to these academic institutions. That's definitely, it's, you know, it's bringing more of your personality into it. Um, I think also different things too. Internships certainly help. To be honest, I think that was probably a big influencing factor in my application is the fact that I have actually a, a decent amount of communications experience under my belt um, just out of undergrad. 
again, to be honest with you, I never did that. And I wish I could say I did that in a tactful way, but it honestly ended up just being, I, I wanted to get experience. And so I did, and it ended up working out so that after the end of four years, I, I had a decent amount of experience that I think gave me a little bit more of a foot in the door to, to grad school. I do recall that you had internships throughout, right? You didn't wait for just the one internship between third and fourth year that you had done uh, work earlier than that as well. So yeah, yeah, I actually jumped the gun a little bit and I did my internship a year earlier than I, than I should have, <laughs> yeah. but it was just the right place, right time. So it worked out perfectly. And then I, I continued to do that. And then also, to be honest, with you, I, I didn't just uh, also do it in the summer. I, I did it also some various communication positions uh, part-time throughout the year. I also um, really do believe in, in volunteering as well. So I volunteered in the Humber PR committee, as well as uh the uh, Ontario Nonprofit Network and, and you know, other places as well, because that's, that's a nice way to give back to the community and, mm -hmm. and also get communications experience while you're at it. Um, I appreciate you sharing all of that. And, and I guess what I'd like to say to the listeners that, you know, even if at the end of the day, you don't end up going to do a master's or something, the prepping yourself and, and, and getting the, 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 those elements in place, like you've just described, decent grades, good references, internships, whatever is going to set you up for a job, if not for, for your master's. So, it, you know, there's value to doing it regardless. Um, yeah. so and I, I would, I would say also, to be honest with you, I, I was, a, I, for any students out there listening to this, I was a poor student in high school. And I thought that really, that really taught me the importance of trying to keep doors open. So at the very least, if you're not planning on doing ac any academics out, uh, after this, um, just being able to say that you did your best in this process, I think is something that you're always going to be proud of because it means that if you ever want to continue on in any capacity in your education, you know, years afterwards, you've, you've allowed yourself to do so. And that's always a good feeling. That's a great uh, sort of summary, you know, keeping the doors open. And I think that that's, that's a really positive message for, for everyone to hear. Um, so I'm very, very uh, happy that we've had a chance to talk to you about your, your master's degree, but I'm not going to let you go just yet. I want to know what you think about Ellen's apology. Yeah, uh, that, was an, <laughs> that was an interesting one. Um, I found her apology to be quite self-deprecating, which I know is like a, a style of comedy, granted, but maybe it was just a little, a little too self-deprecating. I, I think when the focus should be on those kind of who, who were hurt by her actions or her team's actions. Um, she was kind of joking about how much this has impacted her life in the past few months without really, I think, acknowledging to the full extent or to at least the um, authentic extent that, you know, to which she has had an impact on other people's lives, maybe three years instead of just months. Um, and additionally, I found it also perhaps a little vague, uh, you know, she'd mentioned that her team would do better, she would do better, but didn't really specify why, or sorry, pardon me, how. Um, I think that's really important to include, because other than that, it just seems very vague, because um, steps forward can mean, again, just this apology and then nothing more. So I think something a little bit more uh, specific would have been ideal. Uh, overall, I think my thoughts on this apology and many other kind of apologies from individuals or as well as organizations um, is just to remember that the purpose of an apology is not always to be necessarily forgiven, um, but to just show that you're still playing by the rules within our society, that you're still there to to apologize and um, again, kind of kind of own up to what you've done, whether you're apologizing for something that's malicious or uh, incidental, own your faults um, and overall just don't diminish your involvement. 
Great summary. Thank you for that. You you are establishing your expertise, and uh, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your insights, uh, some details on your academic journey, your illustrious academic journey, and I wish you all the very best as you move forward. And I really hope we keep in touch. Thank you so much. PR Delivered is available on Spotify and Google and Apple Podcasts. You can reach me, Andrea Tapchar, on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you to Ryan Garbett for music and production. <laughs>